All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Welcome back to another episode of Dropping the Gloves. It is just Tim today. John is out. He said, Tim, I need you to cover me. I need you to carry the show like you always do. And maybe no one will notice that I'm not here. I said, John, anything you need, you know I'm your guy. So I'm here. Um, it'll be a short and sweet, short show. But I wanted to kind of touch on a couple of things before we kick into the weekend. Some major games this week in the last couple of days, especially last night. And some big games this weekend that will have major implications on the standings, the wild cards, and all these things as we get closer and closer to the end of the season next week. Um, so a couple, couple of things here. Starting, We'll start with the East. So the four teams that we've been talking about that are all fighting for this same playoff spot is Florida, New York Islanders, Pittsburgh, and Buffalo. All those teams are, are kind of narrowing in on those final two wildcard races, Florida being the hottest. Obviously, they've won five in a row. And Buffalo being a little bit out of contention, but they're close enough and they have the games in hand to keep things interesting. And so they all played last night and we're going into the night thinking, okay, you know, these are must win games. Let's see who separates themselves a little bit, who gains ground, who loses ground. And all four teams won, uh, all four teams won, which is obviously good for them. But it's, it's interesting because it has mm, the, the, the standings don't change at all when that happens. There's no implication necessarily on the, on the standings, on the wild card race. Everything stayed pretty much the same, except for the major factor being, of course, that there are fewer games left. And less opportunity to gain ground, make up ground, whatever. So each game means a little bit more. Um, but you got to give those teams credit for winning the the teams, winning the games they needed to win, um, and keep that race really, really tight. And on the West, first of all, Winnipeg and Calgary. That was the big game on Wednesday night. It was earlier in the night, seven thirty. It started Eastern. So hopefully you watched some of it. And this was the one that John and I said, okay, whoever wins this game is gonna is going to make the playoffs because a they're making a statement and b they're getting those two points and um calgary won calgary won huge 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 win a um, couple of big goals zadorov with the snipe he's not much of a goal scorer i think he's got a career high though in goals this year i want to say he's got like 10 or something um from a guy who's not really known for offense so cool for him markstrom looked really good he looked like every bit the goalie that you'd want to see or you know two three years ago and he was one of the i don't want to say he was elite but definitely a top tier goalie and he looked like it on wednesday night some big big saves and critical moments the end of the game was pretty tight um but he rose to the occasion which is very encouraging for calgary and calgary fans um 
But what's interesting here is so obviously you have those two teams duking it out, and then you had Seattle just ahead of them who hadn't clinched the playoff spot until their win last night in Arizona. So they officially have um, clinched the playoff spot for the first time in their franchise history. And there's only one seed left in the West, only one spot left to be won. And uh, it's going to get tight because you've got Calgary, you got Winnipeg, those two teams battling it out. But then Nashville just won't go away. And so those first two teams are tied with 89 points. Winnipeg's got uh, a tiebreaker with with much like seven or six more wins than Calgary. So they have the tiebreaker easily there, but they have 89 points each. Meanwhile, Nashville is right behind them with 88. They beat Vegas last night, a stacked Vegas team, and Nashville is right there. They got that win. They have 88 points, and even better, they have a game in hand. So this could get really, really, really tight. And what's crazy is that Nashville was a seller at the deadline. They traded Niederreiter. They traded uh, Ekholm. Some other players, too. They were like, you know, this is not our year. Let's move on. We'll get a couple of assets, unload a couple of contracts. And all of a sudden, they just keep winning games. They keep figuring out ways to beat good teams. And all of a sudden, here they are, you know, at the uh, end of the season. And the playoffs are right there. And there's a there's a pretty good case to be made for them getting that last spot. When you look at just the, the standing reality and who's playing who over the weekend, um, they have a real, real chance to get that, you know, sneak into the playoffs. And uh, I don't think anyone's expecting them to do anything in the playoffs. But if you can keep Calgary or Winnipeg out of it, that's a win that they want. So let's look at the games over the weekend um, to see the implications of, of last night's games. First of all, no games tonight, Friday. No games tonight, which is really strange. Late in the season, Friday night, um, there's usually a couple of games, right? There's usually two or three but there's nothing, uh, which is really strange, really weird. Thank you, Gary Bettman. But some major games over the weekend. First of all, the one I've got my eye on is Carolina and Buffalo. So Carolina has slid a bit, little bit recently, um, probably partly because of the Svechnikov injury. And they're only one point ahead of the Devils, who had a big win last night. Meaning, um, Meanwhile, Buffalo beat Detroit in Detroit last night. And so this is a huge game for both teams because Carolina is being hounded by the Devils and they don't want to lose that top spot because if they do, they'll have to face uh, the Rangers in the first round, which is not a matchup that either team wants. And they think they're only separated by a point right now. I'll double check that. So um, major, major game for Carolina. And it's one that they must win, even though they've already clinched their playoff spot. They need they need um, that first seed. Meanwhile, Buffalo is right there, too. Like I said, they beat Detroit last night. And um, yeah, Carolina is only one point ahead of, of New Jersey, so they do have a game in hand. But they need to they need to win the games they need to win. And Buffalo is right there, eighty three points, um, only five points behind Pittsburgh, six points behind the Islanders for that second wild card spot. But they still have two games in hand. They've only played seventy seven, and all these other teams have played seventy eight or seventy nine. So a must win game for both teams, Carolina for their playoff seed, and Buffalo for a playoff spot. Period. So that'll be a good one. Another one is Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh versus Detroit. This is the game the Penguins should win, and that theme has kind of come up a lot lately. It's you got to win the games you need to win. You know, if you can win the games you have to win that you're supposed to win, go 500 on the teams that could go either way, you're going to be a good team. Um, and Pittsburgh, mm, they, have, they, they haven't shown us a lot to say that they are a serious cup contender or even a playoff contender at this point. Can they beat Detroit? Yeah, probably. They should beat Detroit. But I don't know how much I trust them to um, get that job done. I think they win it. I, I do think they win. 
But again, they got blown out the other night. So it could go either way. So that'd be a really good game too. And then this is probably potentially the game of the weekend, even though it's two teams that the average hockey fan doesn't feel that connected to. There's not a lot of exciting storylines. There's not a lot of like must must watch players on either team. But given the situation that I just outlined, this is going to be a major game. It's going to feel like a playoff game. It's Nashville versus Winnipeg. This is make or break. This is make or break. If Winnipeg wins, they get that three point separation from Nashville because they're only one point up now and they get that breathing room. Nashville, if they win, they leapfrog both of those teams, Calgary and Winnipeg. They leapfrog, and they'll still have two games in hand. So this is this is going to be a crazy game. This is one I'm definitely going to be watching because it's going to kind of go hand-in-hand hand with the results of the next game I'm going to talk about is Calgary versus Vancouver. So Calgary, as good as they looked on Wednesday, looked just as bad the game before that. So you don't know which team you're going to get. And the Vancouver Canucks have not been an easy out for quite some time now. Yes, they're streaky. They're unpredictable. But when they're on, they're on. And so it kind of goes back to that question. Can Calgary beat the teams that they should beat? They probably should beat Vancouver. I know Vancouver's been a stronger team lately, but Calgary's still up in the standings. They're the ones fighting for a playoff spot. This is a game they need to win. And it's not that unrealistic to say Calgary loses to Vancouver and Winnipeg loses to Nashville. And all of a sudden... All this attention we've we've been paying to Calgary versus Winnipeg, which one of them is going to make it? And it's going to be Nashville, um, which <laughs> I don't know, which would be crazy. I don't know if that's the, the result that the league wants, but um, I don't know if that's the result that makes the most money for the league and ad sales and playoff revenue and all that. But um, it's good for the team. It's good for those players, especially, like I said, they were they were sellers. They were not supposed to be here. And here they are at the end. Um, and the odds are they're, they're looking pretty good for them. So. Yeah, four games to watch this weekend. Carolina versus Buffalo, Pittsburgh versus Detroit, Nashville and Winnipeg, and Calgary versus Vancouver. So if you're you know flipping through the channels over the weekend, keep an eye out on those games. I think they're all on Saturday. And a couple of quick hits here before we you know jumpstart the weekend. Uh, Kale McCarr, ever heard of him, is out indefinitely with a lower body injury um, for Colorado. And this is kind of a – there's not much information here yet. Sometimes indefinitely with no timetable to return isn't as scary as it seems. Sometimes they just don't know. It it, it could end up being a couple of maintenance days and he just needs to, you know, stretch, flex, whatever, get a couple cortisone shots. Other times it could be worst case scenario, right? And so the fact that they haven't said anything in the last 24 hours since this news broke probably isn't a good sign. Um, And obviously he's important, (laughs) underrated. Uh, understated statement there. He's important to that team. Um, I wouldn't say that him being out would mean that Colorado doesn't get out of the first round, but it's hard to imagine a situation where Colorado goes on a deep run without their best player and potentially, you know, one of the top three to five players in the game in Kale McCarr. So he drives that offense. He drives the power play. He's their guy. As talented as that team is, I don't, he, I don't see them doing much without Kale McCarr. So keep an eye on that story and seeing um, how that shakes out as more information comes out. Uh, on a lighter note, Ryan Graves, friend of the show, just played his 300th career game for the Devils. We are trying to get him on um, the show, but he has family in town and uh, the timing just didn't work out. So we'll, we'll try to do it next week before the playoffs, but if not, we might have to catch him in the summer. Uh, but congrats, Ryan, on 300 games. And then the last thing here is just kind of a touching on the um, Connor Bedard sweepstakes. Just looking at the bottom teams in the standings here and their percentage to win the lottery and therefore get Connor Bedard. So as the bottom team right now, as it stands today, Anaheim Ducks have a 25.5 
percent chance I'm landing the first round pick, first overall pick. And then right behind them, Columbus with 13.5. So it jumps down to basically 50% of that. And then you got Chicago, 11.5, San Jose, 9.5, Arizona, 8.5. Um, my first takeaway from this is it's the team that's in the bottom of the standing should have more than 25% chance of winning the lottery. No, like, unless I'm not reading this right, but doesn't that, that doesn't really sound right to me. Now, in fairness, the Anaheim Ducks are at the bottom with the fewest wins, but their points percentage is 359. Columbus is 359. Chicago is 359. So, like, I guess they're all equally as bad. And Anaheim just has one fewer win and one more overtime loss, etc. But um, so as it lands now, obviously it could change. What, what keeps happening is teams that aren't supposed to win are winning games. I'm looking at you, uh, Chicago. I don't know who you think you are beating uh, Calgary at this point in the season when, man, we talked about that the other day. But it's Connor Bedard. He's going to change your franchise. Go get that pick. Don't worry about these games. But there we are. So, yeah, 25.5% chance for Anaheim for Connor Bedard. And that's really it. Um, so one of the, you know, touch on these things before we get into the weekend. Hope you have some nice Easter plans if you're celebrating. Have a nice weekend. And we'll touch you guys on Monday. Thanks. Thanks for listening to Dropping the Gloves with John Scott, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from to never miss an episode.